Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Hey there, Mike Stelzner coming to you with a special bonus episode. No fancy intros, no extraordinary edits, just you and me. I thought I would share a bit about the struggles that I faced in 2023 with the hopes that there would be someone like you who would find something of value from today's episode. It's a story of perseverance, and I hope you find it interesting. Let me set the stage. At the end of 2022, we lost $1 million. This means we, as a company, Social Media Examiner, spent a lot more than we made. And here's the facts. This has never, ever happened to me in the history of business. I've never lost money before. Now, I am the sole owner of this corporation, and by my very nature, I am a saver. And that happened to be good news for me because this allowed me to save and have funds available to ride out the storm. I often joked to my staff over the last few years that the Bank of Mike was the only reason we're still around. Some of the decisions that uh, we made, I made in 2022, were to blame. For example, we had an event called the Crypto Business Conference, which unfortunately took place right around the same time that Sam Bankman-Fried did some horrible things that you're very familiar with and kind of crashed the entire crypto space. Uh, we operated at about a $400,000 loss with that conference. I had secured a huge part of the San Diego Convention Center. Fortunately, Twitch was also doing a conference at the same time and was able to take a pretty substantial amount of the commitment that I had made, but still a massive, massive loss. Now, that doesn't add up to a million. <laughs> I also paid out bonuses to all of my employees in 2022, despite being in the hole. Now, why in the world would I do this? Well, because the truth is that 2021 was our worst year ever financially top line because of COVID. I didn't want to say the word. You know what it is. Um, it crushed the conference industry, right? And obviously, I'm in the conference business. And I knew that 2022 was going to be a good year top line because how could it not be considered how bad it was in 2021? And I wanted my team to have a win. We had gone through quite a few years of really serious struggle. And I had made the commitment that I was going to give all of my employees a substantial bonus. And um, the way it works is we, if we're up a certain percentage, then everybody in the company um, that's not commissioned salespeople uh, get a percentage bonus of their salary. And it was a substantial amount of money. I wanted everybody to have a win. Um, and the truth is that, yes, we were up a lot in 2022, um, but it's because 2021, like I mentioned, was horrible. But I wanted my team to know that I had their back. Now, there was a, another side to the story. 
I had taken my salary down to the lowest amount allowed in the state of California. And I was earning next to nothing because I wanted to make sure the company was going to survive. Um, and I didn't draw any money out of the business for years either. I was living off of my personal savings account. Add to this complexity in uh, late 2022, I also relocated my family from California to Tennessee. And that meant a lot of change. That meant my youngest had a brand new school to go to. It also meant starting over for me with a brand new church in a brand new state with no friends, needing to make new friends. And you see, I am an extrovert, but I'm also 55 years old. And this was perhaps the hardest thing for me. And I'm not totally settled in yet, right? Because by the time you're my age, you've got your friends and you've got your patterns and your techniques and all that had to change. Um, we ended up moving into a rental, which I'm broadcasting from right now. And what's really unfortunate about this rental is that I don't have a dedicated office here. Instead, it's one of those, um, imagine walking into a house and you have a big family room off to one side, and then you have kind of an open space that might normally be kind of like a dining room. Well, that's what is my office. And it's a big open thing, and there's no privacy, and that's really difficult when you're trying to right-size your business to have a space that's really not private at all. Uh, but I do have a nice big on-air sign that lights up red, uh, in the family room so that whenever anybody in my family walks around the corner, they know to be quiet. Happens to be on right now. <laughs> uh, it's not easy operating in this kind of an environment. I, and, I, and I frankly, I do not recommend it. Okay, back to business. So um, back in San Diego, we had a rather large office lease. And I had been in that building for 23 years. In fact, I was the very first tenant in the building. I remember walking on the dirt as they were tilting up the, the concrete. And I started off with a tiny little office, and I eventually started leased um, a space that was massive. Uh, the company that used to lease it was a, um, uh, a famous surfwear company, and I'm forgetting the name of it, um, but they were really successful, and I took over that space. And, um, you know, it's funny because if you think, if I think about how much money I spent over the 23 years leasing in this building, I probably could have bought the building and it's kind of crazy. Anyways, um, it was, uh, it was a challenging situation to post COVID have this really big office and have nobody really wanting to come into the office. So I asked my tenant to release me from the lease because of um, financial challenges my thinking was, hey, I've been with you literally from ever, forever, from day one. I've never missed a payment. And I was only one of the only tenants in the building who paid the lease during COVID, even though we were banned from coming in the building by the state of California. Um, wink, wink, nod, nod. That didn't stop me from privately going in. Um, but they would not let me out. They refused to let me out of the lease. A contract is a contract is what they told me. And it really, frankly, frustrated me. So I went to battle with them. I tried absolutely everything I could to get out. Eventually, after what felt like four months of battling, um, they agreed to let me out if I 
um, default on my security deposit, meaning they're not going to give it back to me. And I pay two months uh, more of lease. So I did the math on it. And even though I wasn't happy, I realized cutting them a check for like $25,000 or 27,000 or whatever it was, was the right thing to do financially. Um, and it's true. A contract is a contract and I'm a man of my word, but I wanted to appeal to them and they did ultimately let me out. But this was a bit of a challenge because here I am in Tennessee and San Diego is far, far away. So, um, one of the things that I decided to do was just let all of the belongings in the office get sold off. And the good news is my staff was really helpful in this. And it was, you know, the first real letting go opportunity for me in a pretty substantial way. I had to say adios to a massive, like 20 foot long conference table with like 20 chairs around it. I had to say bye to dozens of other desks and office chairs and social media examiner paraphernalia slogans on the wall. My favorite executive U desk that I've got so much history behind farewell to the space where we filmed two seasons of the journey. If you don't know what the journey is, it was our docu series. You can check it out on social media examiners, YouTube channel. Um, but you know, I just began to realize that that was all just stuff and it served a purpose and I don't need it anymore. So I let it go. But I will confess that this entire experience that I just shared with you, it drained me. It took a lot out of me. My dark hair was draining from my head and I was getting more and more gray. But now we are a fully virtual company. And as a result of this decision, we're going to save well over $100,000 a year. And that's nothing to, uh, that's no small amount of money. Uh, and, and there's nothing like operating in the loss by a million dollars to help you shake up things in your company and shake up your thinking. We had some really big plans for 2023. First, we had been building a very loyal following in the Web3 space. If you uh, have been following me for a while, you're aware of this. Uh, but I started traveling to events, a lot of events in 2022 and 2023, making key strategic relationships with people in the NFT world, in the decentralized autonomous organization, DAO world, in the um, education world, the newsletter world, in the world of Web3. I got to know pretty much all the players and we became friends. And I began working with them and ideating with them. And I got many of these top players on my Web3 business podcast and we had grown a newsletter to about 7,000 people. We created a Web3 for Beginners course. And we put almost 3,000 people through it. And we had really big plans to launch a new media company focused on Web3. I was thinking Web3 Examiner. But I am a data guy. And the numbers were telling me a very, very different story. Everything was in decline. Our research was showing that our audience of marketers did not find... Web3, interesting at all. The public narrative was that crypto and Web3 are for scammers and criminals. Still exists a little bit that way today be, besides the uh, resurgence in Bitcoin and Ethereum. And the podcast numbers started declining. The listeners started declining. The interest started declining. So in the middle of 2023, we decided to sunset all of our Web3 programs and all of our 
Web3 ideas. This was not a small task because I had been convincing my company and my staff that Web3 was going to be a big deal and that we could repeat what we had done for the social media and media world in this brand new industry. And we would be one of the early movers and one of the early pioneers. However, we, we shut it all down. I wasn't going to let sunk cost bias prevent me from doing the right thing. And if I could just wax poetic for a second here, it became very clear to me that it would take literally years, many, many years to get to the point where all these things that I was just talking about would become accepted by mainstream business. And that would cost me a lot of time and a lot of money. And I didn't have a lot of money. So I had to do the right thing. And I also mentioned sunk cost bias. You might be wondering what that is. Well, sunk cost bias happens um, when you are making irrational decisions because you've made a big investment in something already. And your mind says, well, I've already invested in it. I can't let go. Well, I wasn't going to let that, that frame of reference stop me. The decision to shut down all of our Web3 uh, plans was highly liberating for me and a lot of people inside of our company. And frankly, not a lot of people noticed that we shut it down. I can count on one hand the number of people that reached out to me and said, hey, whatever happened to all your Web3 stuff? So again, more of a sign that I made the right decision. So rather than chasing a sinking ship, we would be refocusing our efforts at Social Media Examiner on our core audience, you, the marketer. Just like our office in San Diego, letting go of this was absolutely essential for us to right-size our business. People who know me well and who've been following me for many years will know what I'm about to tell you. I'm not afraid of shutting things down when it's clear that they're not working. I'm a massive fan of Dr. Henry Cloud. In his book, Necessary Endings, he discusses life and business much like a rose bush. Now, rose bushes are not capable of becoming all that they could be without pruning. And the concept goes that when you prune the branches on the bush, metaphorically the branches of your life or your business that are no longer performing well, you can refocus your energy into what is working well. And you can also make room for new opportunities. By pruning the Web3 business plans for my business, I was able to refocus my energy into the successful centers of my business. So with Web3 and the San Diego office behind me, I went to work exploring the core operating divisions of my company. And there were really two sides to my analysis. Those sides that generate revenue and those that are cost centers. First, I began by calling into question every cost we had inside the company, starting with the biggest costs. I started with contractors. I asked this simple question. What's stopping us from bringing contractor work in-house and asking more of our full-time employees? Considering that we have 21 of them today, uh, there has to be opportunities to save. I began challenging my staff and I asked them the following questions. What does this person do? Why do they do it? Can we do without it? Can you do without it? Why can't you do it? Can someone on your team do it? These were the questions that 
were hard to answer and forced people to introspectively think about the whys behind we do things. And I told everyone in the company that if you say, because that's the way we've always done it, then that's an instant elimination. If that is ever the answer, because that's the way we've always done it, that's the green light to stop it. And I don't ever want to hear that because, but, but at the same time, I also want to program everybody on my team that if that's your answer, you know, you don't need it because you're just doing it because you like to be consistent. And it's not about being consistent. It's about doing the right thing. So we systematically went through every single department and we eliminated nearly all of our contract labor. Then we began looking at some of the smaller costs like software subscriptions that we get billed annually or monthly for that we were blindly paying for on our American Express card that add up to many, many thousands of dollars. And we began asking, are we using this or not? Can we eliminate it? Yes. Okay. We cut it. After that, we started exploring the cost of putting on our biggest uh, expense outside of our employees, which is our conference, social media marketing world. We started hacking left and right. You know, if you attended Social Media Marketing World 2023, you will notice we didn't have the fancy LED lights and the multiple cameramans and all the big production. We went, we went basic. We saved a lot of money, allowed us to increase our profitability. There was really no reason for us to do all these expensive things that had really no material impact on the experience of the event. No one's going to say, where's those cameramen? Where are those fancy LED lights? What about this? What about that? No, they're there because they love connecting with people and they love the content that we have. One of our employees said, I'm stripping things down to the studs. And I think that's a great metaphor. My wife loves watching these HGTV remake programs, right? Where they strip things down to the studs and then they knock out some walls and they reimagine what could be possible. We also parted way with a few employees who were not willing to step up and take on more responsibility. You know, you might have someone on your team who's just checking in, who's checked out mentally, but is just doing the thing and earning the paycheck. Maybe you need to let those people go so you can make room for someone who really wants the work and is willing to step up and work really hard to help you be successful. When things were all done, we ended up having a really great crew, and we still do, of committed employees who are very motivated to get this company to success. And 2023 began an exciting exploration of new things. We started a brand new podcast, The Marketing Agency Show with Brooke Salas. And this show explores the plight of agency owners. We did this because we wanted to send a very clear signal to agencies that Social Media Examiner is for them. In addition, we radically changed our email newsletter multiple times. And I'm here to tell you, it is so, so good right now. If you are not an email subscribers, uh, email subscriber to the newsletter, here's what you should know. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we publish original content. And this is really valuable content, stuff you're not going to find anywhere else. We also cover important news that's happening in the marketing world right now. If you want to learn more, visit socialmediaexaminer.com and subscribe. You won't regret it. You'll see uh, links all over the place. We also did something new. We introduced guiding principles to our staff, and there's three of them. The first one is quality over quantity. 
And with this one, it means we care a lot less about the numbers and a lot more about the impact. Now, for years at Social Media Examiner, it was always about more followers, more email subscribers, more event attendees, more, more, more. The bear wants more, if you've ever read that story to your kids. And we began to realize that that just isn't really smart. And we decided we want right. We want good. We want quality. Quality is way more valuable than quantity. So we reposition the value proposition. Quality over quantity. Publish is better than perfect. We would rather, that's our second guiding principle, publish is better than perfect. We would rather get it published than wait and get it perfect. We can always change things later. We had found for years because we had this slogan in our lobby that said all that we do is quality and we serve all with excellence, that it really translated into perfectionism. And perfectionism is a problem. We weren't getting things done because we were trying to refine it and polish it and make it look beautiful and perfect. And we took this new mantra, which is get it out, get it out, get it out, ship it. <laughs> to use Seth Godin's philosophy, you can always make it better later. Our last guiding principle is people over ideas. With this one, people matter the most. All ideas in our company must be deeply considered for their impact on our people. We place our people above our ideas every single time. Now, this has taken a lot of time for me to process. And I learned this by um, reading um, the guy that founded Pixar's book. And I'm drawing a blank on it, so I'm going to Google it right now. Ed Catmull, uh, he has a book, uh, Pixar book. I'm going to look it up. Pixar book. Uh, what the heck is it called? It's called Creatively, Creativity Inc. And in Creativity Inc., Ed Catmull talks a lot about how at um, Pixar, when they were developing Toy Story and all these other movies, they they realized that they had all these great ideas, but it was crushing the the people producing the ideas. And this is where we, as a company, knew we had an opportunity to improve. We've got a lot of idea people at our executive level that pop ideas out left and right and don't really fully understand what goes into producing those ideas, and that can crush people. So we've decided to spin it. Now people over ideas means you've got to talk to all the people that your idea could impact. You need to really understand whether or not this idea is good based on what kind of impact it has on our limited staff who's now working really, really, really hard because they're taking on more responsibilities. So three guiding principles, quality over quantity, publish is better than perfect, people over ideas. We also had a company retreat uh, in the fall focused on growth mindset. We flew all of our employees to San Diego. We had an amazing experience. And the growth mindset has been just a, a great concept for me and so many people in our company as we've been dealing with lots of challenges. Um, with the growth mindset, there's nothing wrong with problems. There's nothing wrong with things going wrong. But what the growth mindset should trigger is, hey, when you have a growth mindset, you're going to ask a couple of questions rather than saying, oh, he's me, everything's wrong, uh, blah, 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 and cry me a river. No, it's more about like, okay, what can I learn from what just happened? That's the first question. You should always ask whenever something that seems bad happens, what can I learn from what happened? Because there's always, always something to learn. The second question is, what does this make possible? 
every time something happens that forces change, different things are made possible. I'm a witness to that as the things that I'm exploring with you today have been made possible because of the struggles that we've been through. And I've learned so, so much about the growth mindset. For example, I don't need everything I thought I needed. That's what the growth mindset taught me. And 2023 made possible for us to really double down also on our most popular product. So instead of spinning up a bazillion new products that that won't work, and di- and that did not work, by the way. I didn't even share that part of the story. There was things we tried and failed. Um, we decided, let's work on our best product and make it better. It's called Social Media Marketing World. <laughs> and hopefully, some of you are going to come say hello and tell me you listen to this. Um, I also had a chance to put my writer's cap back on. Uh, some of you may know I've written a couple of books, writing white papers and becoming, uh, no, I'm sorry. The first book is called Writing White Papers and the second book is called Launch. Uh, So I put my writer's cap back on and I started um, writing every single marketing email promoting the conference. And for me, this was awesome. I really enjoyed the creative process and I am very creative when I allow myself to be. And I also found myself with a lot more time. So I began doing other writing I started writing original mini articles on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter slash X every single week, and I'm still writing them. And it's super fun for me to engage with people that are finding the content valuable. And I try my best to respond to every thoughtful comment. And a brand new idea was born. A really big idea was born as a result of this being an exceptionally difficult year. Such a big idea that I'm not ready to talk about it yet because it scares the heck out of me. But I am absolutely committed to doing this in 2024. There's so, so much more that I could say to you right now. But let me share a few thoughts. When everything seems the hardest, it's your opportunity to stop and reflect and ask these questions. What are my options? What can I change? What opportunities am I overlooking? What can I learn from the struggle that I'm in right now? And what does this make possible? By the way, I found a lot of value in a book called 10X is Easier Than 2X. I highly recommend it. I'm sure you may have heard of it because everybody's talking about it, but I found this book to be exceptionally valuable. I ended up listening to it on audio. Now in full transparency, this idea to do this podcast came to me on Friday morning, December the 29th, 2023. Practicing people over ideas, I emailed Lisa, my editorial director, and I said, is it possible for me to publish a bonus podcast episode and how long will it take? And she told me I can have it done in an hour. So I scripted out much of what I just read to you because I thought, this would be valuable to someone out there who's listening. If that's you, would you let me know? I also would love to know if you want me to do more of these. If so, I totally need to hear from you because if I don't hear from you, I'm not going to do more of these kind of unscripted. Well, this is scripted, but um, spontaneous, if you will, um, bonus episodes. So here are the best ways to reach me. You can reach me at facebook.com slash Stelzner, S-T-E-L-Z-N-E-R. Direct message me there. 
You can also reach me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Stelzner. And you can also reach me on twitter.com slash Mike underscore Stelzner, Mike underscore Stelzner. And you can DM me there. Now on Twitter, uh, you have to have the blue check mark to DM me on LinkedIn. You might not be able to message me because you might not be connected to me, but on Facebook, you should for sure be able to message me. Okay. I have reached the end of what I had planned to say today. I want to thank you so much for spending about a half an hour with me. Um, and I really, really hope that there was something here that was valuable to you with that. I'll end today's episode. Here's to an amazing 2024. And I hope to see you at social media marketing world taking place in February uh, 18th to the 20th in San Diego, California. Have a wonderful day. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the social media marketing society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.